We want to know if he's single. <laughs> <laughs> People want to know this question. Like everyone asks me this question. Mujewale, mujewale, mujewale. My name is Bani Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. So William, welcome to my podcast. Okay, thank you. Ever since I hosted Nyaika, Nyaika was on my podcast, of, I think back in episode like 70 something. I don't know if you ever listened to that episode I recorded with Nyaika, but a few times he mentioned your name and at the end I asked people who would you like to see on my podcast so he recommended you and him and I were trying to get you on the podcast and Nyaika was like ah Ori Agambi the podcast no I think at that time you were still busy and I was like I told him get that guy to the podcast yeah, he you. talked to me about it and yeah I've been I've been really trying to get to get a like a free slot this sunday worked out i was happy yeah i was like okay i'm so happy to finally get you you're a busy guy and you're one person you're the first person on my podcast that when i put out that uh, post to people to ask you questions you got the most questions than i've ever had on anybody on my podcast <laughs> usually and that's why your episode wow. is going to be different because you had more questions than i can yeah. include in my regular podcast because usually I bring people here I ask them about their lives I ask them about these things and then at the end I bring in the questions that people ask but for your episode I got more questions than yeah. I can put in the slot of time that I can ask you so th- there's a lot of people who look at your work oh. appreciate your work love your work so you're going to enjoy this today oh mad love mad love I don't know if I should be worried or excited yeah. So let me be excited. Yeah, just yeah. be excited. There's no hard questions and usually the way I try to do the podcast is I try to make it like a conversation. It's not like a quiz, it's not like a test, you know. I'm trying to do different kind of interviews where it's not like I'm testing somebody about something. I just want somebody to talk about something and we have a conversation yeah. back and forth. But before I go into all these questions, um I got to say thanks for doing a great job. um everybody on instagram everybody who is on instagram and knows photography at least somebody knows pictures will picture william text that's a good job and i look at your page i'm like this guy is so talented so thanks for doing a good work man appreciate the love so how did you get into photography i'll start with that uh, just a little bit of few questions and then i'll bring in the other people's questions how did you yeah. get into photography um and i know for the listeners actually Uh William is a photographer and also he's a doctor. Walk us through like that. How did you start photography? Just talk about the journey how you the first time to get a camera or like to get into photography. Well, uh <clears throat> I was a very shy kid when I was growing up, surprisingly. <laughs> no one believes me when I tell them I'm a shy person. <laughs> I was and I'm still a very shy person. Uh I was like a heavy introvert. Um but my dad i think i was probably like 11 or 11 or 10 thereabouts so he got me my first car and mostly it was to get me doing something at family parties and like friends because you know when you're the shy kid you just go you sit somewhere in a corner you wait for the party to get done and you go home so 
Yeah, you know how back in the day we had those film cameras. Okay. And yeah, it didn't go well. Because <laughs> you know, like back in the day you had plastic <laughs> shots. Mm -hmm. I didn't it went horribly. I don't know if she'll remember. She's called Kunda. There's some okay. family friends from Sierra Leone and Liberia at the time. Uh yeah, but film cameras very difficult to use, especially the rangefinder style. You'd have to wait like a week as they develop the pictures. So you don't really know what's going to come. And I remember I used to go to Diamond Trust building to yeah. process films. Yeah, so I went with my roles. I saved my money. I took them there. <laughs> I went back after a week. And yeah, first of all, when you know when you go to pick and then the guys are laughing and you don't have, you have no idea why they're laughing. And yeah, so the pictures were just hilarious. So, like people's heads were cut off. <laughs> focus. Uh, I had like I think out of because I shot two rolls of film, and I remember I got like five photos that were good. And <laughs> you know when you're being all up in people's faces, taking photos, like mm -hmm. so everyone expecting photos from you. And yeah, I just remember like I had these five good photos and I told the guy, just make me copies of these. And that's what I did. Yeah, but uh, after that, yeah, photography has really been good to me, I say. Yeah. Uh, I've been shooting for a really long time. It's just, uh, I don't know, maybe I don't, I wasn't very actively sharing a lot of my work, but I think people who know me know I've been shooting for a long time. Because uh, I shot all through my Form 4 vacation, through Form 6 back. Actually, in Form 6 vacation, I was doing even events. Uh, I was doing, like, you shoot with someone, you go to a wedding, you're the second shooter. I did that all through med school as well. Uh, oh, wow. I had, uh, like, a side hustle. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're in campus, man, pocket money is tight, so... <laughs> Yeah, and if you're in, if you're in, so I was in government doing medicine, and I didn't have like you can't be stressing your parents with pocket money and stuff. So yeah, so that was my side yeah. hustle. Do weddings on the weekend, uh, events like birthday showers, uh, birthday parties, Coachella's with other with like a second shooter, weddings with other people. Like you come on as that extra guy. Yeah, and I did that all through med school had some pocket money to survive, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and just kept shooting, yeah. Would you say photography started as just a way, a means to get some extra pocket money, or, like, did it start as a hobby? No, I think it started as a hobby. The extra pocket money just came as a happy, by the way. Like, hey, okay. wait, I'm doing something I like, and I can actually get some money from it. So that was the the happy, by the way. But mm -hmm. photography has always been a passion thing. It's like right from that time, like just uh, picking up something and then going deep, deep into it. Because, yeah, really, like after that first set of bad photos, I think there was like some eye opening, like, yeah, you yeah. must really get into this thing. And so I did literally everything. Like, I know there used to be photo books at Ari Stock, so you go buy from there. Uh, then when the internet came, of course, watch every single YouTube channel in the world. Uh, yeah. Go to all the sites, 
basically everything, like right from Flickr back in the day. I think my Flickr account is still active with like some very, very shady, interesting photos. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, so yeah. the other question I'm going to ask you before we go into the people's question. Now, how you met Nyeka? The other day I was looking at the picture. Nyeka posted that picture of you and him yeah. and who is this guy for the spokesperson for NUP? Yeah. The Honorable. Yeah. What was that moment? And also the question I asked earlier, like how you met Nyeka. But first time with that moment of that picture, like what was what that? Was moment? Um, so that was actually for Grace Villa. Uh, so Grace Villa is a girls' orphanage. So yeah, I've been... Uh, supporting them from probably around 2014, 20, yeah, about 2016, way back, basically. Yeah. And actually, Nyeka, uh, Nyeka talked about that yeah. when he was on the podcast. Yeah, he talks about Grace Villa. Yeah, no, Grace Villa is, yeah, what Ruth and her team are doing with those girls is really amazing. And so we were doing a, a fundraising campaign. And so we met up as all these people who come to support Grace Villa. And we were doing a hike, actually. We were climbing uh, Mount Mohavura. And like it was a one-day climb all the way to the top. And then going to do uh, gorilla trekking and the whole thing. It was a really nice thing. Met a lot of good people, like Honorable Joe. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. Of course, I think me and Edwin were taking photos as well, as a, as a, just as a by the way, like uh -huh. you're going to capture some photos, of course, share for the whole trip, which was, it's another good thing with photography is like you have a lot of these memories that you can place in some point in time and come back to, so that's good. But no, Edwin, like I've known Edwin for a long, Edwin is my cousin. Okay. <laughs> so like a really long time but um i think like bringing him to how i know him as a as a photographer is so i was already a photographer and like shooting for a while and i think edwin had gotten done with his uh uni because he did it in uni and i think he was going to do a masters or going to do it or like starting a job or something but I used to like use him as a second shooter for events. So he'd talk along, like maybe he'd do video, I do photography. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he picked up all the things <laughs> that I was doing. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like I kind of like said, uh, boss, just come with London force. People who are listening to this episode right now, the Miss Nyaika's episode, when you go back to Nyaika's episode, he literally said the same exact thing you say, like, how his journey started, you told him all this editing and he gives you credit for that. And in that episode, he talks a lot about how you guys met and that's how I wanted to just share, to hear from your side of the story, how you met Edwin and he was a blessing. He was an awesome guy. The work he does on Instagram, everybody loves it. The work you do on Instagram, everybody loves it. Every time you're on the internet, you just see a picture crossing around, picture William takes. Or like with a watermark, or you see a video that's Nyaika video two five six. Like yeah. you guys have taken over Instagram in a good way, and a lot of people are giving you credit. A lot of photographers. I've hosted a lot of photographers on the on the podcast. I like to yeah. sit down with you guys so that people can just know your backstory, 
not just seeing you on Instagram today and they're like, oh, the guy Yamada, yo, he does all. <laughs> but he, you just shared your story, like the first pictures yeah. you took, you took a bunch of them, but only five were good pictures. People would never yeah. know that story if they just yeah, see yeah. you on Instagram, <laughs> you know? But that's, yeah. that's amazing, and I love that. Let's jump in on people's questions, because there's a lot, and I don't want to keep you here for a whole day, because there's a lot of questions. Yeah. Do, do you want me to read the username, or you just want me to go questions? Uh, like, people's uh, username who asked what, or just go? No, I think it's okay. Like, if I get to know the username, then when I come back to the episode, I can probably reach out to some of the people. So, yeah, username. I like it. All right. And I think this was on Instagram. Kakreta at, at Kakreta underscore Anita. Yeah. He asked, is he always stressed? And if no, how does he handle that? Okay, so this is where, like, I have two jobs. I, I like to tell people I do a lot of jobs. And one of my jobs is really stressful because I'm a consultant radiologist. And so... To get where I am in medicine, I had to do like the five years of medical school, do internship, do my residency in radiology, then work for a bit, do like some more, uh, like a fellowship in oncology imaging. So medicine teaches you one thing that you do very well, which is compartmentalization and also how to deal with stressful situations. And like, yeah, I just carried that across, like, from, like, going to work in the hospital mm-hmm. or going to work in, in like, in a photography gig or something, or even just, like, how I organize my life. Like, to try and avoid stress, I try and make sure everything is, like, properly set, like, have a timetable, follow it, be disciplined about it. Uh, I think like stress is mostly a reaction to when you can't like properly accommodate different situations. So I just try and avoid that. Like I know all the yeah. things that will stress me. Like if I'm not on time for something, I'm going to get stressed. Like all the people mm-hmm. who are shooting at gigs know that if the concert starts at maybe six, I'm there maybe at four thirty. It's an event and it's. So, like, starting at, I don't know, 7, I'm there. Like, early enough, get the pre-shoot, get the lay of the land, get the people. Like, it's it's just my thing. Uh, adequate time management, know when yeah. to take a break. Uh, like, because there's some gigs I won't shoot because I know I probably won't be able to make it. Uh, or, like, even if I make it, I won't be able to handle the entirety of the workload, like, with my job. So it's it's a fine balance, but after some time, you get it and you like you you're in a happy place where you can balance yeah. things out. Yeah, it just takes a bit of discipline. That's the truth. Back in the day, with the photographers who had probably Tangawa cameraman, a cameraman, um, yeah. <laughs> when cameraman is coming to like shoot like a wedding or something, they usually yeah. and this is like an issue with a lot of people in Uganda, like late to events and stuff like that. Would you say the ca- the photographers nowadays have improved on that or it's just a personality thing um well for me it's always been a personality thing but i must say um at least for events and wedding photography it's it's really gotten better because the competition now is very tight because if you have guys like makula pictures you have uh 
country with a camera, like people who are really doing excellent work. You can't afford to be the guy who is going to come late, come dressed however you want, delay to give people their pictures, because <laughs> people talk. Like right. if you have a bad reputation, everything hinges on that. So like it's a lot better now. From the same person, uh, creator yeah. underscore Anita, as does he love being a doctor? Oh, I love it. <laughs> like What's I love your favorite me. moment of being a doctor? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. There, there are like many favorite moments. But in my current role as a radiologist, I'd say one of the is solving a diagnostic conundrum. Uh, like, for example, the patient has come to the hospital and no one knows what's wrong with the patient. And you go in as the as the Sherlock Holmes for in quotes. Yeah. So you're looking at all these images, um, taking the history and trying to figure out what's what's actually happening in this patient. And unfortunately most of the time I work like so my place of of employees, the cancer institute. So probably eighty-five percent it's a cancer or something that's nasty. But just being able to actually make that diagnosis, it's it's a rewarding feeling, like knowing, okay, yeah, I've I've solved that problem and this can help. But a better feeling is when we get remission scans. So if a patient has done you saw the patient, they came in, they did say a CT scan, you saw a tumor, they go in, they maybe they cut out part of it, they do some chemotherapy, they do radiotherapy, and they come back for a second scan. So when you look at the images and you write no residual cancer scene, yeah, that's one of the best feelings. That, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, this person is sorted. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's a really good feeling. Even you just but, even you just talking about it, like it's 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 a good feeling. And for somebody like me who has lost somebody from cancer, you know, like hearing that it gives you like a happy thing. At least somebody else like survived, you know. And people yeah. out there are listening. Like it gives them hope. Like oh yeah, this guy on the podcast just said like somebody came back with this cancer. Says free cancer, you know. It gives people yeah. some hope, and like I can see how that brings a smile. That's amazing. Another person who asked a question, picture by Simon. I don't know if you know. I think I met him at an event just in Okay. Yeah, picture by Simon on Instagram. He's a role model. How does someone gift to work with him, like a collaboration in form of work? Oh, that's okay. I'll reach out to Simon. I'm actually doing a, like I started doing a series where I'm shooting with friends. Uh, so I just reach out to different photographers, videographers, artists. Uh, I just kicked it off this year, so maybe I haven't reached out to everyone. Okay. Uh, but yeah, my DMs are always open. Like if you ever want to do a collaborative shoot, anything, you just like yeah, just DM me and we work something out. I like the the you leave your door open for people and opportunities. And remembering that there's a lot of people who would like improve their work and just hold them with their hands and just rise with them. I like that kind of stuff. Like, so I'm so glad that you're able to open your doors for everybody. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's also, it's very fulfilling. Like when you, when you work with other people uh, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily that maybe someone knows less than you do or 
their their like their skill level is not where you want. But um like if everyone is able to do their best, then like it's a win win for everyone. I mean, so if, right. if I can teach you something, if you can teach me something, at the end of the day all of us are winning. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's great, and that's that's the way we're supposed to live life. I'm gonna go. Tr I'm gonna try to go a little bit faster because I have a lot of questions, and I don't want to keep he here longer. Um, there's another guy, uh, Busfar. I think I, I had him on the podcast. He's also actually yeah, I know a doctor. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. I know. So I had his episode here on the podcast. Um, actually, the funny story. I'll tell you a, a quick funny story. When Yaka mm -hmm. recommended. Uh, a photographer who is a doctor. I don't think I caught on the name picture, uh, William. So yeah. I was on Instagram and I saw this guy's uh, bio and he's a doctor and he's a photographer. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, Nyaika recommended you to be on my podcast and I want to host you and this and this. And the guy was like, oh, me? I don't really know Nyaika that much because <laughs> we're not. I was like, oh, really? And then yeah. when I went back to do more research, I found out like yeah. picture William takes is the one Nyeka was talking about. But I already I was already in touch with this guy and I was like, he doesn't have anything. I want to hear his story too. And I had him on the podcast. Yeah. So I hit two birds with one stone. Boom boom. Yeah. So his question. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to drop one and proceed with the other, medicine or photography, mm. which one would you proceed with and why? <laughs> now, this is a this is a tricky question. Um yeah, but like I, I think many people ask me this question and it's it's always a tricky question, but I try and answer, like if I'm being honest, I don't think I'll ever put myself in a position where I have to choose between the two. Uh, but if I had to choose, I would always choose medicine. Um, reason being is uh, like, I've always wanted to do medicine, like since I was a kid. Like even before I started photography, uh, my sis was like was asthmatic, so we were in and out of hospital from when I was like, I think as early as I could remember. And I had an uncle who was a doctor, who was like whose clinic we used to go to. So me and the hospital were tight. So medicine is it's it's just one of those things where you, especially in Uganda. It's almost a very selfless uh, profession because you give a lot of yourself and it's exhausting and overwhelming at times. And yes, the rewards are not very monetary best, I would say, in Uganda. Like, we're not getting the biggest monies. But, right. but you, you make a lot of impact in people's lives. And I don't know, it gives me a lot of joy practicing medicine. Uh, there's no point I see in my life where I'm ever going to put myself in a position to choose between the two. Because if I was able to do photography and medicine through med school, through internship, uh, through my residency, through all the extra trainings I've done, <laughs> they've always yeah. been to. So for me, uh, actually, like I do radiology and radiology is, is literally pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so my, to me it's not very different like maybe one part radiology you're looking into the human body and photography you're looking on the outside but mm -hmm. you get a bit of 
what's going on on the inside also from photography so that's funny because i, I was sick this week um i got down with a fever and last year in november i got diagnosed with pneumonia and they had to take pictures of my lungs and uh yesterday on uh, yeah i went to the hospital and they did the same thing they did the, and they took pictures of my lungs and the nurse was like oh we're going to send these pictures to the radiologist and then we'll get back with you about uh, your results and he came back i don't have pneumonia but it's pretty cool that that's what you do um oh the Thanks. other thing i wasn't going to miss is yeah. uh what what you just said when you're answering that question um you said a line that in uganda yes the money might be low but the impact you make to people is bigger than that i like the mindset of that that the mindset is not about making the bag which you could you could make a bag you could you could leave uganda and go to the us and just make a ton of money but when you look at it like that make an impact where you are and with what you do it's bigger than what people could think so i picked up on that at omisiki underscore zoe i think i follow um, her Yeah, I know Zoe as well, yeah. I know yeah. all these people, all my followers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all your followers, because when I shared it, they were all, like, uh, subscribing to you. Um, yeah. she, she says, how does he balance photography and medicine and still get time to shag? I don't know if that was, like, a, a typo or you know what she meant. I was going to ask you that. What does, like, shag uh, mean? Means how do you, like, make sure you're doing well in both? Like, if okay. you're shining fields um, okay. if i'm being completely honest um well it's not always been like clear cut that I'm, i'm shining in both uh because i i know like during residency and like a bit of the later years of medical school uh it's very tough to allocate time to like do things like photography and and people don't really understand and tell them hey I have an event, I have to go with like shoots, I can't like be there for this. And like, obviously people's lives are like, sometimes they're on the line, so you have to be ready to flip. But just the same way I answered Anita's question, it's mostly like discipline and time scheduling. Mm -hmm. So I always pretty much know, at least now, uh, beforehand, what I'm meant to do with my time. Um, like I know that I'm meant to be working for these hours on these days. And I know that I have photography work also on a particular set of days. And I try to balance both by just sticking to a schedule that works and trying not to overlap. And because it's very easy to compromise and say, oh, no, I think I can, like, I can take this extra gig and like come there and then I'll be able to Yeah, but you learn very early on that if you overstretch yourself, you get burned out. That is true. So it's just a bit of discipline again and scheduling. Yeah, at Emancipated. I don't know if you know that one. I think that was the username. At Emancipated. I think that was on Instagram still. We want to know if he's single. <laughs> <laughs> People want to know this question. Like everyone asks me this question. But if my mom went this, she will arrest me if I answer. So... Meant to just like, I'll, I'll send it in the DMs to emancipated. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. Um, and then I think I kind of, when I was transferring the questions from social media to my iPad, uh, my notes, I kind of messed up who asked what, 
but if you're listening to this podcast and you hear that question, as at least I'm going to ask a question. I might not remember the username, but um, the question is, is he that kind of scientist that believes in big bank theory or is he a Christian? <laughs> uh, let me put it like this. The, I believe that there is a lot of things that happen in the world that science can explain and a lot of things that we don't know that science can't yet explain. But there has to be a cause for everything that is happening. And in most instances, if you look deep inside, you believe in a spiritual being or a higher being that is taking care of everything. Uh, otherwise, life becomes a bit pointless. But do I believe in the evidence of science? Yes, of course. Like if you see something and you can explain it. But there are underpinning rules to the universe. So someone must have written those rules, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's true. Why radiography? Ah, uh, why radiology? Huh. Yeah. Again, another interesting question. Um, so there, there, there are quite a number of fields in in medicine that you can do, like surgery, internal medicine, where you'd be like a doctor house, uh, pediatrics, um, a number. But radiology for me was mostly because I'm very curious and I've always been a curious kid. Like I think my dad at one time just got tired of me asking questions like why, what's this, uh, like why is this, uh, how do we do this? Uh, so radiology gives you that extra leeway to find answers. And even in radiology, we have quite a number of subspecialities. There's interventional radiology where you're doing minimal access uh, procedures to solve solutions in the body. And then diagnostic radiology, we have musculoskeletal, we have just imaging of the brain, we have hybrid imaging using nuclear medicine, uh, we have imaging for cancer, we have imaging for pediatrics, which is children. We, so there's a lot you can do. But radiology specifically is because it helps. It's like you're the doctor's doctor, mm -hmm. for example. So if the doctors have a question, they come and they ask you, hey, William, I think maybe this patient has had a stroke, but they could have a brain tumor. We don't know. Can you do a scan and look at their brain? And William will do a scan, look at their brain and say, yeah, this looks like it's a brain tumor. Uh, because of X, Y, Z, because it looks like this. And yeah, so from probably first year med, med school, <laughs> I was like, I'm into yeah. radio. Now my speciality is in, it's, so I'm d doing mostly oncology imaging, so looking for cancers and mm -hmm. with an intervention on nuclear medicine subspecialities. So also using a bit of minimal guided access to take biopsy samples, to place some, some things into the body to help fight the cancers, some higher imaging using things that would be blowing up the world, but now we're using them to do diagnostics. So again, it's very interesting. Like I said, I'm a very curious person. So yeah, I give so much respect to anybody 
who does yeah. science, who did science, even in high school. The only closest thing I did to science was math. I was a guy who did Meg, math, economics, and geography. But those, yeah. like, you know, uh, I, mean, I, could, I could have done physics, but I had a different path I wanted to take. Um, yeah. But those who did PCB, chemistry, biology, nah. I wasn't those kids. I was just, I dropped, I dropped chemistry in senior one. So anybody who did, yeah, anybody who did. Yeah. yeah, chemistry, biology, those are my tight subjects, man. Those are my favorite. Yeah. There's always a mystery. Like, hang on, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, another question. Yeah. Does he love tech? Like, I think technology. And is he into data? What Would he one day accept the opportunity to join a project? that is using data in his field yeah the answer is 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 yes like am i into tech for sure <laughs> since i could like uh like touch a touch anything uh yeah i blame my dad my, my dad was a very big influence in, in my tech field <laughs> yeah yeah probably also why my pockets are almost always running empty because i'm always buying <laughs> gadgets going gadget. uh, mm -hmm. but yes uh as far as data yeah i'm, I'm actually a data scientist again okay. this is just because of curiosity so i did uh machine learning and data science and data science i have certification in deep learning applications particularly for uh medicine so just in medicine in general and also in radiology imaging. Uh, I've actually set up an AI lab at the Cancer Institute where I work in my department. So we're doing uh, artificial intelligence models to look at different ways of diagnosing diseases on imaging. So looking for metastases in the lungs and x-rays, uh, looking at progress of tumors, characterization. So I'm doing all of that. So whoever asked the question, yes. Please send yeah. me a follow up with an email. Uh, you can come by to the institutes and see what we're doing, but I'd be very more than happy to to join in. Yeah, anything. Yeah. I, I'm gonna pause in my question here. This was not on here. My question yeah. was: You like taking photos? Um, why is it hard, like, for you to get a picture of yourself? I remember when I was <laughs> emailing, messaging you, we were trying to find a picture for William to use. <laughs> Why is it hard for you to get a picture of yourself? Today's episode is sponsored by Dansoft Gamers. Dansoft Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone sets, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smartwatches, and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.dansoftgamers.co. That is www.dansoftgamers.co. See, Basha, I told you I'm a very shy person, but no one please me <laughs> until they try to find pictures of me. And they're like, yeah. oh, wait, this guy is not lying. One of the reasons uh, for actually shooting is because if I'm the one behind the camera, then I can hide properly. I can, the camera is like a shield uh, per se. So it kind of keeps me out of everyone's field of view. They only see the camera, yeah. they don't. Uh, but I've been trying to take more photos by a lot of people especially my friends, when they try and look for photos to post of me and I'm not there. So I've been trying to take a lot more photos. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it's, it's, to be honest, it's just a shy thing, which I'm trying to find. I know I've asked you this question before, but I think I'll still ask it and see if 
is any way you can relate to it. Is photography just a hobby or do you have bigger plans for it? Uh, so I do have like plans in my head for what I want to do with, with photography. Uh, but if I'm to tell you all the things that I've done with photography, <laughs> like I've, I've done pretty much everything that can be done in okay. Uganda. Like I've, I had a photography company we did weddings, we did events, we did the whole thing where you book events, you go, you shoot. So I did that. So I had that. And that is usually what most people pivot to. Uh, I did freelance photography. I've done uh, photography for installations, for competitions. I've done all of that. Uh, I've done art installations with uh, 32 Degrees East and Kla, Kla Art. Uh, yeah, I did, I think the last one was 2018, which I was in. Uh, I've done uh, international gallery. Uh, I think the last one was in New York and another one in Paris. So I've, I've, as far as like, if where do you want to go with this photography thing? Like there was a, a channel or a branch that you could say, do this in photography. I've done it, like sell prints yeah. of my work. I've sold prints, do photo books. I did a run of photo books that I sold with some friends. Uh, mm -hmm. So I've really done a lot. Uh, but also, like right now, mostly what I think I like doing is, is like just sharing like knowledge on photography because I have maybe not a lot more a dedicated time to going to like a full photography oriented business maybe if it was with some partners who were interested then yes then i would like venture into that but personally it's i do i shoot what i want i do a lot more personal projects uh for stuff that i have ideas about and maybe okay. i reach someone and then i go that route so more editorial style uh, art style, direction, photography of just projects that I want to put out there. And yeah, teaching <laughs> photography. <laughs> Very counterintuitive, but I, li I like talking about photography. But what I want to do is put up a photography studio, uh, not studio, gallery. Yeah, first of its in Kampala. So just keep your fingers crossed. I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll send you an email. I'm finally opening that gallery. That's like, if everything goes well and like all the stars align, that's probably the one thing that I'd be happiest about because there are a lot of art galleries, but none of them do just photography. And maybe photography is not seen perhaps as an art style a lot here as it is in maybe other places, but I don't know. That's amazing. And to see where photography is today compared to where it was when we were younger, like mm -hmm. I tell people the stories, like, you know, when we were younger, they would, I tell people a lie in America, the stories, like when you're younger, the camera money will come to your house and go, hey, bunny, get on the way, nice clothes, camera money, just much fun. He comes there, quick two seconds, ta -ta -ta. he doesn't even know where the light is coming from or whether what's going to come out. Stand there, pa, 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 and then just take it. But to see where it is now, and just I'm, I'm actually looking at 
I'm on your page right now to see even the recent pictures you have. I think it was, uh, was it Sharon? The one you had, the, the latest one you've just done and all the people that you've yeah. done, like it's, you see the effort and the work and the talent. It's not just yeah. buying a camera and just, oh, I have money to buy a camera. It has a lot to do with a talent and knowing what you're doing and doing research and putting work in there. And you have done that. And when you say that I've done pretty much anything that a photographer can do or you, you can want to do, and definitely you, that answers it in your work, even when somebody just goes to your page. And that's why one time when somebody, you know, when I post those pages of like, oh, I'm going to host this person on my podcast, uh, somebody was yeah. like, hey, when you when you post those, can you put below what these people do so that we can know what questions are asked? When I was posting yours, I literally just said, yeah. when you just say picture William takes, that's an introduction right there. Just click on that and you see like what he does. Your work speaks for itself. Like you don't need an introduction for your work. And that's a compliment to what you do. Uh, I, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, at Joyce, Joy, I think underscore C. She says, I love this guy's photography because you feel the moment as if you were there. Like that caught my eye. I'm like, yeah, you look at picture William takes, like your picture, and yeah. you feel like you're in that picture. You're in that moment. How do you make it that happen to us? Even if you're just seeing it through Instagram, you make us feel like we were there. <laughs> well, to be honest, uh... I think the one thing is people separate themselves a lot when they're shooting. You try and be a bystander and like capture the moments from outside. But I actually like to be in in that moment. And there's a few things. Mostly it's on the on the technical side, it's the choice of lenses you're using, the composition the framing, uh, how you're going to edit it later, all of those come into play. But on the other hand, it's having people be comfortable with you as a photographer, knowing that, uh, no, this guy is actually doing his job. Like he's not, like you're not invading people's spaces. You're not being rude. You're not being intrusive. You you have some level of decorum that you're following and i really want to thank the guys of negenege because uh, almost i think i shot negenege for like four or five years in a row man. like from when it was nothing and it was like just getting comfortable shooting people in places where they're free where they're having fun and you're also having fun and <clears throat> it kind of like loosens you up. And one one other thing is I always ask people if I can take their photos. I always, I think like all the people who you'll see on my page, it doesn't look like they're forced or they don't look uh, like they're not aware that I'm taking their photo. And I think that's another thing for event photography. For the other style of photography, it's okay. But like in events, if people know what you're doing, then they're kind of relaxed around you. And then you also relax around them because you're like, oh, people, they know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And so I go in. Uh, I think the the really last thing I had fun at was uh, Afrotopia. It was an Afro house event and it was a really small shooting space. And just like the Jameson hangout, so really small, 
uh, intimate spaces. And so I'm shooting with a 35 millimeter, which is uh, like not what most event photographers shoot with. They'll go with a 70 to 200, which is a very long telephoto lens. So you have to stand back from the crowd and shoot what you're seeing. But with a 35, I'm right up in there. Um, um, in your in the same space as the people who are actually having the party, so I'm also having a party, and I do like dancing. I think like Edwin has like some videos, or even Jackson has like videos of me <laughs> shooting. <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot some friends, and I'll put the camera down and like dance for a bit. Yeah, then I have to take some photos. Then yeah, <laughs> I think if you just like put your barriers down and just like go in and like live in the moment then you can capture it yeah. right that's yeah that's that's a good answer actually to say like put yourself in a moment because whenever you do what you love and put in there it comes out like people yeah. like us we're able to tell that even us who are just looking at it it puts us in the moment and when you do that your work with all your heart and just putting in there it shows and people are able to tell that um i don't want to miss anybody's question there's another question in line of what you were talking about, like having your work in New York. Somebody asked, does yeah. he one day want to take pictures at the Grammys or like Beyonce's concert? Such a big yeah, event. <clears throat> uh, Beyonce, if you're hearing this, please, please. <laughs> like, <I'm pretty laughs> I'll get a video. I'll do everything. Just like send me the invite. Thank you. Uh, people might yeah. Yeah, read, share this till it reaches Beyonce. Like, yeah. Piece. It's gonna uh, it's gonna start with me. I'm gonna tag Beyonce in this. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, um, I think okay. So there's one really cool photographer because uh, by driven by boredom, uh, and he's on Instagram. He's he he's, he does like almost all of that same style of photography, and also Cedric Kinzaka who does everyday people stories. Like if you see where they've come from, it's it's literally like you can shoot your own style every day, post your work, and sooner or later, like if you're doing, if you're putting in the work, the opportunities will come. Like Inzaka is just did a shoot with uh, Davido for his new album release, and like I looked at the photos and I did not know who had shot them. Like there was, I had, I didn't even see the tag, but I knew immediately that this was Cedric's work. Just because mm -hmm. of his style, like it's up close, it's personal, but it's it's very like very good portrait photography work. And I I knew instantly. I was like, I put money, like I was that confident that it was him. And then I see it on like I see it on his page, and I was like, yes, that's my yeah. guy. But Cedric came from from Kenya. He's now in South Africa, and he's shooting all these big brands. And again. Like, yes, if the opportunity comes to go shoot the Grammys, man, I'll pack my bags and go. Like, when opportunity comes knocking at your door, you don't say, hey, I'm not ready. Yeah. You just, you get up and go. Yeah. That is awesome. That's amazing. And you have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Ready. But it, it was funny because right now, and I'm not talented as you, I'm not putting any, myself anywhere close to, but I would say I'll go on Instagram before I see yeah. your watermark somewhere. My first choice would be that's William's picture. That's all. Like I'll see now. Nowadays, it's hard to tell because you guys have your watermarks in there. 
But I think when you posted the, your recent work, like Sharon, I don't know if I had mm. seen it. I was like, I think that's William's picture. And like searching back, because other people reshared it and all that. Yeah. But I'm get, I'm getting close. To, just you and Yaika, like I can tell yeah. you guys work pretty quick. I don't know if because I just follow you, that's all I see. Maybe. Maybe that's the reason. Well, it's actually such a good feeling when people tell you they recognize your work. Um, like, yeah, someone actually like sent me a message and they were like, oh, I saw these photos on the Gems on Uganda page, but I knew it was you who shot them. Like, because if I do paid work, I don't put a watermark. I'll, I'll just leave it. But they were like, did you shoot this event? Because I'm sure this is your work. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that's my work. And then like, I knew it. I just knew it. And but it gives you like a very, like a, a modicum of joy just to know that, hey, I'm doing something, right? So that's... I just saw a page on Twitter that shared, uh, used Nyaika's uh, work for like a story or something. And Nyaika reshared it. I don't know if you've seen that. Like, uh, uh, it, it was a wildlife, it was wildlife pictures, and there's a yeah. page that reshared it. And I think Nyaika posted it like five years ago, and then they just reshared it. And Nyaika oh. went to their page and in their comments and just shared his tweet that he shared five years ago of like yeah. his pictures. Yeah, it, it's very interesting, really, because with the way the, the internet is, is open, and like most of the pictures, like you put them out and they're in public domain. Uh, people oftentimes just get comfortable with like sharing your work, no accreditation, no nothing. Mm-hmm. I think like it happened to Conrad, like Chapat, like a few weeks ago. It happened to Buscago, just like a few, literally a few days ago. And yeah, because Bu- Buscago talked about that on the podcast. And I'm like, this is Chapat's work. I don't even have to. I just know, and I'm thinking, where's where's the watermark? And this person has cropped out. And I go, oh, wait, this is Buskego who shot this. I know his watermark is always inlaid into his images. This person has gone and put, like, uh, like a block of, 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 like, a background just to cover it up. And it's, it's, it's difficult because, on the one hand, like, until last year, literally, I never used to watermark any of my images mm-hmm. until it just became too much because you're like, please just tag me. Like, I don't even want yeah. you to pay me tag me because maybe someone who can pay me will see that i do good work and people are like no <laughs> like until people are like please put a watermark on your images i was like i don't like putting watermarks and i'm like please put somewhere so i said putting watermark but it's you know you fight it you you come back to it it's it's a challenge we move yeah because when when i when i had nyeka had the same issue too with his video uh, yeah. he tagged who was who was the artist and he invited them for a collab they declined it but they ended up posting his video on their page without yeah. any any clips yeah. of him yeah it's much it's, it, it's, it hurts when when you see your work being used without even just what you said just tag yeah. me just give me credit yeah. like hey, this is credit. there's a there was a post that i think buswata on on twitter i think she used um I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'll put it in, in here. But she says, in Uganda, when someone buys a phone, a car, a home, necessities, or builds a house by God, go out for dinner, they'll take Twitter, Snap, and Facebook. When they take uh, flights or anything, they have to post. Why do we do this? I'm asking. That was a hot tweet. And then yeah. I was captured by your response. And your <laughs> response was, because we're a sad generation. 
with happy pictures. Don't take our pictures, please. <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> what was behind that? What did you think about when you say that? Yeah, no, I think, I don't know if it, I think it's from uh, Joshua Baraka line in, in one of his songs. I think it's Joshua Baraka. Yeah, where he puts that line of we're a happy generation with third generation with like pretty pictures. And like it, it's at the back of my head whenever someone tries to come for pictures. <laughs> but like this particular one, I was like, people are celebrating their small wins. Like mm. everything is like hectic at the moment. I mean, guys are, economy is far, people are sick. Mm. Like guys have small, small things to be happy about. So if guys go out, they post their pictures, they're happy, maybe they have them, like Snapchat is going to share the memories with you in like three years. Remember those days when you were happy? So yeah, so like all people have these days are pictures because we're not, Mm -hmm. back in the day you would like, you'd have an album, right? And that album would have memories from you growing up. Maybe the first day you've gone to school, you your dad is like taking some photos in the camera film, your Christmas party, your like you've gone to visit somewhere, you've gone on a trip, you've gone to the beach. You have those photos in your album. But now people don't have albums. They don't print uh-huh. their pictures. The only thing you have is your smartphone and your social media accounts. So those are like our stores of what's going on in our lives, man. It's it's like our archive. And if you remember, when we had those albums, when the visas come, what's the first thing we would bring? Album. Album. See. Yeah. So that's like, what. See. That's what. See. It's the same thing. You, you... It's the same thing now. Yeah. Yeah. We're just sharing our memories, but the good thing is now we have all this cloud storage space. We have mm-hmm. phones that have very good cameras that we can capture memories whenever. So let, let people share their memories. Let guys be. Yeah. <laughs> Now we now we are now that we are on Twitter. I'll ask all the questions we got from Twitter. Eminado at Eminado says, "Does he still play soccer?" <clears throat> so, <laughs> not any. Yeah, I got I got a bad uh, ACL injury. Um, actually, this was from rugby. <laughs> so I got a bad ACL injury. I had to have surgery, so I have actually grafts in my oh. in my knee and some. Screws holding my knee together, so I can't, I can't play soccer anymore. Oh, the way wow. we used soccer was quite violent. Probably <laughs> 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 it, survival, so yeah, I can't yeah. I can't play soccer anymore. But I play FPL, so there's not. And then this other question, I think you answered it on on Twitter because the person asked, "Does he teach editing lessons?" And then you said yes. But would you expand on that? Uh, yeah, so I've, I think I've been doing a few series of, of uh, classes with the team at Agandhi. Uh, really just basics, like uh, we've had two sessions. And yeah, I think I, I hope the people who came had like got some some benefit from it. Uh, but we're, we're cooking up something as well, uh, like a, a photography masterclass of sorts. Uh, for those who are interested. So, yeah, just, again, if you're keen, DM me when it's when it's fully ready. You'll be the first to know. Uh, but, yeah, just, again, sharing things about photography. Like, I can talk for six days straight about yeah. photography. Yeah, like, uh, you know, people, people who have attended the, the classes will, will know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I do... 
I do teach photography if you're interested, right from basics to the tools you need to use, the how to get your own style, uh, how to use your equipment to the maximum, selecting the right equipment for what you want to do, uh, editing and making software your friend. Like, so anything that you can choose to learn about photography, you can come to me. Yeah. Again, yeah, that's that's a good opportunity for everybody listening and everybody who wanted to to learn from your work and hear what you do. Uh, so final questions about your career, and then we'll wrap this up. I've been holding you for a long time. Dr. Sissi, she was on Instagram, actually. I don't know if you know her, but I think from her questions, I think she knows you. She's in UK right now. I know Dr. Sissi. Yeah, I know her. And uh, I'm going to have her on the podcast here soon. Yeah, um, sure. Our questions, uh, would he quit medicine completely for photography or videography if the pay was better and no, is the pay right. is the pay better <laughs> well let me put it like this um so i was in there's some days when the pay from photography is better like you'll close the month and you've made more money from photography than you've made from medicine and i think that probably only happens in uganda <laughs> Maybe not anywhere else, uh, but yeah, like it's the same question Busfra asked. Like one, I'll never put myself in that position because uh, I'm not in any for either. But yeah, medicine cost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the listeners, sorry about the dogs in the background. There's nothing we can do about it. Just oh, my, I have oh, six dogs. Guys. You have six dogs. <laughs> Yeah, I have six dogs and one cat. Oh. So it's all, almost feeding time. So that's why they're getting ounce and see. Uh, did he eventually do interventional radiology? Uh, if not, does he plan to? Yeah, so yeah, like I said, one of the, the areas I'm specialized, specialized, specializing in is interventional radiology. And most of my subspecialities are hybrid uh hybrid radiology really because nuclear medicine and interventional radiology but almost all focus towards oncology so imaging and therapeutics for cancer yeah yeah so those are all the questions from um the listeners and i'm so excited i'm so happy that the listeners turned out for this one uh asked all these questions i like it when i can give people what they want usually i try to think of different ideas to be better on the podcast to uh, how I can make it entertaining, how I can, cause I'm also just learning this thing. I mean, I've been doing it, but I want to keep improving every day to be better. And what people want is what I want to give to them sometimes and bring in. So this one was different that I wanted to answer the questions that people wanted uh, for you. And I'm glad, I'm thankful for everybody that asked these questions to make this episode happen. I mean, even if you didn't ask questions, I was going to come up with my own, but it helps me when I don't have when I don't have to fish for questions, so this answers it. Um, but I was yeah. curious of your journey. Like, were you born in Kampala, or did you come from yeah. another part of Kampala? No, I was born in Kampala. Uh, okay. Born in Mango Hospital. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, my mom likes what's telling school? the story. <laughs> the stories, yeah. Yeah. Um, was... What schools did you go to? Uh, so I went to, I've gone to like, not, not a lot of schools, but I went to uh, Kampala Kindergarten for nursery. Okay. 
then I went to Lohana for a bit. Then I went to Kaboja. Then did all my high school in Smok. Then okay. from Smok went to Makere for med school. Uh, and did my internship in Google. Uh, came back to Kampala. Did my masters in at Makere, my residency. I did a bit in uh, like a bit of uh, study work placement in the UK, a bit in France as well. I did some MRI subspecialization and imaging subspecialization again in India. And now I'm back in Uganda. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I know there's a lot of people looking up to you, but I want them to know that just a little bit of your journey, like where in Kampala, where you were born you're able to do what you want to do, what you've always dreamt to do, right in Kampala. Yeah. Don't, don't be like us who ran away from Kampala to do what we love in another country. <laughs> the truth is, okay, sometimes the opportunities are not there, uh, but sometimes they're there. Like, I remember my residency class for radiology, we were only two Ugandans, and it was a class of four people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So Imagine, like, there were very few people who, who wanted to do my specialization. And we have still very few special, specialists in that field in the country. Yeah. And then when you come to subspecialization, maybe for oncology imaging, maybe you're looking at mm-hmm. me and maybe one other person. So it's you can either choose to make the opportunities or you look for them. And mm-hmm. yes, it's difficult, but... Uh, sometimes things work out. That's the truth. Sometimes, like mm. you push, and things work out. Sometimes you push, they don't work out. So, like I, I also maybe had to go and look for other places to do the extra training that I couldn't do in Uganda, but I still did it and came back to add. So, my final question that I ask people on the podcast is: What's a life lesson you've learned in life to this point? People don't like hearing this, but. Is that short saying that this too shall pass? And it's it's very short, but it works for almost everything. Like if you're sad or some uh, bad things are happening, this too shall pass. So prepare for the good times. If everything is going well, you're happy, uh, nothing's going wrong, this too shall pass. So... Like at all times, just be ready and know that change is a constant factor. So it should not find you wanting. And it applies to pretty much everything. Uh, so yeah. it's, yeah, I was a scout growing up and it was always like, be ready, like be ready, be ready. And my mom used to drill me like, when the going gets tough, tough get going. <laughs> if, you, if you're not, again, if you're ready for opportunities, they won't find you wanting. But if you, mm-hmm. you're working, you can't blame anyone but yourself. That's a good life lesson. And I'm sure whoever is listening or whoever is able to stay to this point or able to get the life lesson. I know most of the people on YouTube, especially people who watch on YouTube, you can track because there's a way you can see where people oh, stop watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like around 10 minutes, 15 minutes, they stop off. But sometimes like this, when you have a good conversation, I don't want to end it. Whoever will stay will listen to it. You know, I put out my work. I'm like, whoever will listen, it was meant for that person. Whoever dropped yeah. off, it wasn't meant for them. Um, the other question is, what gets you excited about life? I love, okay. 
I like I I really really love learning new things. It becomes a problem sometimes because it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm always trying new things. Like uh, like I I I I I think last year I picked up drawing again. So not last year, maybe two years back. Uh, then I did all the data science stuff and artificial intelligence, moving into that field, um, 3D modeling. Uh, <laughs> so like literally anything, like new things, like what really gets me is learning something new. And I think there's someone who said, uh, you should not be afraid to be the fool. Like don't be afraid of like looking like a fool because you don't know something. Like just be honest, like start something new look like a fool and yeah before you know it, you'll be looking back and you're, you're like good or like you're better than what you had before just so yeah that gets me really excited like learning new things and it goes it cuts across to like going to new places like learning new skills uh just new stuff again my problem curiosity i gotta say william i'm i'm happy that you gave me a whole hour Usually when I record with people, I tell them when they give me like any time they give me to record a podcast, I don't take that for granted because it's like anytime you take somebody's time, it's like part of their life is taken away because what oh, they yeah. would have done in that time is yeah. to their, towards their life is, is a lot, but they yeah. give you part of their life. So I don't take that for granted. I appreciate it. And when I reached out to you, I know you were busy, which is understandable, trying to get a day to record, but there was no any hesitation when I reached out to you and I loved having a conversation with you, you answering these questions genuinely without pride, without anything. And that's the kind of life I want to live with people. I've had people who say no to the podcast, which is okay. And I, I understand that that is not a cup of tea. That's not what they want to do. But I know there's other people out there who will say yes. And you only need one yes to change a lot of other people's lives. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. When somebody says no, to me, that means next opportunity. And really? we only need one yes, and one yes will change other people's lives. So thank you very much for the time, brother. No problem. Yeah. Uh, just allow me to give a shout out to the guys of Uganda Press Photo, Stella and her team, and Anna. Uh, they're doing like a really good job with photography in Uganda, uh, getting like new photographers on board, but also bring a lot of uh, light to photography. And the guys of 32 Degrees East, Tessa Bahana, Rashida and the team. And because they've, they've done a lot for arts in Uganda. And that's like the creative arts, uh, photography, mixed media arts, dance, basically anything. And they've put up a new, a new center in uh, Kansanga, uh, like right from from scratch. So it's a whole new art center. Everyone should go check it out. Uh, Martin as well, Karuma, the, and the whole team, and all the old old photographer guys, like the whole old crew, uh, Chibuka, Kanchu, uh, Edwin, uh, Gilbert, uh, Bashaba. Like there's so many people, but like. Uh, Storm, uh, Yo, Zahara. Yeah, there's so many people, but like all those people have done like a lot to put photography where it's at now. Papa, 
Siraj, yeah, so many guys, but. Actually, I was just coming because uh, I was just bringing this because my final question on the podcast is always a signature yeah. question, which I still had. You've mentioned a lot of people, but yeah. who would you like to see on my podcast next as a Ooh. guest? And you're going to have to help me connect me to that person because I want to have yeah. them on the podcast and they can share their story. If you can that's pick it. more than one, I can um, pick more that's, than up one, to, that's up to you, but you can have to connect them to me. I will connect them to you, but I think oh. I'd really love for you to talk to country with a camera. Yeah. Okay. Country All with right. a camera is something else, man. He's a good guy. <laughs> All yeah. right. We'll reach out to country with a camera. Oh. And the mate, like everyone should go check out country with a camera. It's called Muhammad Ali Kant, but his, his Insta is country with a camera. All right, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's been an hour and 30 minutes of recording, but thank you for this is the longest, this is the longest podcast I've ever recorded in my entire time of existence, but I appreciate, oh. I appreciate that. I appreciate it too. Thank you for taking the time as well. I don't take it for granted. Okay. Alright, alright brother, peace out. Hey there, uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.